Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. You know it. Oh, this is are, good. are we almost done? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> are we almost done? This is the last two Oscar films that we are doing. And then we'll do an Oscar show, hopefully. I think we'll get that done. And I will be a part of it this year. Yeah. I made some last minute tweaks and I uh, was able to uh, arrange it. Nice. Maybe we can get I'm, maybe we can get the wives to participate a little bit. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get in for that. Yeah. I'll get the microphone out and everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. I think it'll be fun. I think they'll only last about an hour. Yeah, <laughs> if that, if that. Yeah, because uh, because as my wife told me, I'm more comfortable on the couch. I can't really blame her, but uh, you never know. It could be fun. I we'll, think so. We, we'll, we'll see how much we can tolerate our wives. Wow. <laughs> and Joey loses before we even start recording. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, we're not used to other people coming on the show that often. And, and when not, we do... Not that often, no. No, but then when we do, you know, not that it doesn't go well. It always does. But it's just we have such a smooth... Uh, you know, a good rapport going. It's just, it's seamless. You know, you get that... <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> so, uh, welcome, I'm sorry, speaking of seamless, welcome to Movie Sucktastic. Yeah, baby. Uh, our episode review of um, the, the Oscar Best Picture nominee, Lion. Lion. 2016. 
2016. Uh, I am Scott, and <laughs> the one who is making sure everything runs seamlessly is Joey. Hello. And uh, <laughs> that's the introductions. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to do this film first and get it out of the way. Yeah, thank um, you. I just needed to do that. It was hard enough watching this fucking thing. Yeah. Now, so again, Lion... Um, do you want to just do the do the um, title first? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. How do you feel about the title? Um, it's okay. It, it's <sighs> and I'm not blown away by it, but I get why it was called that. the The kid's yeah. name uh, he pronounces it Saru because he's only five. He's pronouncing it wrong. Um, it's really pronounced Sharu or Sharu or what, however it is, which means lion. Right. In, I'm assuming, Hindi or Bengali or whatever the thousand dialects that they have out there. So, but it's also a double meaning because a lion is strong and powerful and he endures this journey, uh, this, you know, 25 year journey to try and find his, his mother, his brother, and his sister because he's essentially taken, not taken, but he, he goes with his brother and gets lost. And mm-hmm. ends up spending the night in this this area with other kids that are homeless and ends up on a train for a couple of days. And then he's just out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Doesn't speak the, the language in the Calcutta area, which is Bengali. He doesn't speak. It just, and he gets the name of his net town is wrong. So he endures all of this through, a, you know, two and a half decades. So I get why it's called Lion. Now, I, I like the title more because this is an adapted screenplay from the book A Long Way Home. Oh, God. Yeah. Which that... is a horrible title. Yeah. <laughs> and considering that since being him being lost was a major part of the film, the fact that it wasn't called Lost, it's probably only due to the fact that the TV show existed. Yeah. 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 Because that, yeah. that's it's a fucking shoe-in. <laughs> Um, although, for some reason, I would have liked Lost Lion a little more, uh, even though it's a cheesier title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't explain it. I mean, it appeals to me more, even though I know it's even worse. But, uh, I mean, with all that in mind, Lion's not a bad title. I'm okay with that. No, and I don't think it is a bad title. It's just not one of those blow-me-away kind of titles. Oh, no. You know, you know like... Uh... It's, it's, but, it, but it does have a deeper meaning, and it doesn't just describe the film. Right, so right. like no, a rival, <laughs> and, and I get that. Uh, you know, like they, they not that they went to great lengths to try and find a different title. As a matter of fact, on IMDb, I wonder if it does have any uh, also known as uh, maybe like working titles. Well, they usually only include uh, also known as if it's been released under that title. Right. They don't really. They don't usually list. Uh, like rejected titles and I don't recall seeing anything else like that from what I read Un Camino e Casa La Strada Uh Verso Casa so what does that mean? well I know Casa is house that's Mexican so alright so what the See now I gotta know what that title is. You know, oh, I, I well, get... it's, pro- it's probably a long way from home. Casa meaning house. Oh yeah, okay. Because at the top it does say a long way home. 
I, I, th I think all the ones you're looking at, if they have something after after the first name, the, the following is a long way home, especially since half of them have Casa, and Casa oh, is Oh, you know what? In, in Germany, Spanish. in Germany, it's called Lion, Der Langweg, Nach Haus. So, so it looks like in America, it was just called Lion, but in other parts of the world, it it is called Lion, a long way because home. They want, because probably in other countries, they wanted to make sure that it wasn't confused for a Lion King remake. <laughs> which is apparently coming out so oh god really yeah i i, I read somewhere they're working they're doing that like it's a thing it's in, not just rumor in israel it's actually called saru yeah. and then a bunch of letters which which <laughs> yeah which means lion so the title's still the same yes <laughs> well saru is oh it's Indian israel for israel missed the whole point and they just did saru right, <laughs> yes. instead of his real name yes <laughs> <laughs> come on Israel's got to be the one that fucks up the whole meaning of the world. <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, they just called it Saru. Uh, All right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, un, it's funny. It's like it, it should be anti-Semitic to point that out, but it's not. Un, yeah, un camino a casa means a way home. So. Well, Lucy, yeah. Well, in Mexico and Chile, it's called a way home. And that's what it pretty much is. Once he, be, he, he gets old enough where he can actually rationally think about doing it, he decides he's going to find his mother, his family, that he remembers only from his, as a small boy. And so the, using Google, uh, the, the movie should actually be called Lion. Have you used Google Maps? Or Google, <laughs> Google Earth? And the whole thing is him using Google Earth to track based on the train ride and the length of it and landmarks that he can see from above, figuring out where his, his home, where he originated when he got on the train, find right. out what his hometown is. Right, exactly. Which, yeah, you, you know, painstakingly, what, I mean, like, it took him, like, two or three years to do it. And, and that's pretty much the whole film. And I don't know how accurate it is as how they depicted it in the movie, but he kind of finds it by accident. He kind of goes outside of the radius uh, uh -huh. that he that he chose because uh, at one point in the film he he's he's going to management or hotel management uh, school and they there's a group of all of these students and uh, there's a few of them that are Indian and they all get invited over for dinner and he ends up in the kitchen and he sees this this almost like a falafel type delicacy that's on the counter. Yeah, I forget what that was called. Yeah, it's like jalabi or jalebi or something. Jalabi, like. I think it was like jalabi. Yeah, it's, it began with a J, and it's like yeah, you know, just something or other. Jalabi, so, jalabi, something like that. Yeah, so he sees it, and he immediately because he never ever tasted it because when he was with his brother in the market, well, he knew the smell too. He and knew the smell. the smell, and he knew the sight, and it just brought him right back. So he has this kind of this emotional. Uh, not breakdown, but just kind of like it opens up the floodgates of memory. Like smells will trigger yeah buried memories. So, so he, he began to remember more about his childhood through that. Right. So long story short, he ends up talking. Hmm. It's a long want? movie. I'm not making fun of you. Why do you got to do that? <laughs> it's the movie, not you. It's the film. Uh, so he ends up talking about it to uh, you know everyone that he's with in the house. And one of them says about you, the whole Google. Did you fight that Saru guy? He's going to talk about his fucking family again. Every goddamn party. And he smells of candy. He's like, oh, I was left alone. I am lost. And that's great, Saru. We, can we play Twister now? I mean, come on. Uh, I bet he couldn't watch the TV show Lost. I bet it was like he just couldn't this do is it. Before, well, this is before that, isn't it? No. 
Okay. No, it's 2008. Uh, is when he really started this journey to try and and fight like with the Google Earth and lost. That ran from like 2004 to 2009. They should have tied this in. So lost. <laughs> like when he flies when he flies over, they should have had like locks sitting next to him. Yeah. Right. You ever played back him and you know just throw a little throwaway. <laughs> so they they bring up you know have you tried using Google Earth? And what they basically the gist of it is they say. You can use Google Earth, and what you can do is you can get all these train speeds by year of, right. you know, how fast the train travel. And if you were on it for two days, basically what you do is you do some some multiplication by train speed, by kilometer, and then you can have a radius of the whole general area. And he did that. But what he ended up finding out was he had to go outside of that radius a little bit, and then... By doing that, he saw a landmark which he was able to backtrack to right. like the exact location. So all of these years, I think it was two or three years, he was searching within this radius like you're crazy, and yes. he was really close. So really if you haven't close. seen this film yet and you're listening to this description for the first time, yes, this film is as exciting is as exciting as Google, Google Earth. Earth and distance versus velocity math problems. <laughs> yeah, riveting. Riveting it is. Yeah. I, Joey. So I, I take it you didn't like this film? Were, were you as bored with this film as I was? Um, I I fell asleep the first time I watched it. <sighs> and I woke up during certain parts. Um, oh, and that, that I, I will say this. The, the, the certain parts I woke up to were interesting. I don't know. I had this uncanny knack for waking up to... It's like, oh, that's an interesting port, uh, part. So I, I mean, ended up re-watching it. And I'm like... All right, this is okay. It's not a bad movie by any means. I, you know, it's just because it's boring. Because I can, you can sum the whole film up as three known facts that everyone already agrees on. Um, being an adopted child is difficult. The idea of reuniting with your original family is awkward and can cause inter inter family problems. And India sucks. Yeah. <laughs> If you already know these three things, all this film is just kind of validation of your personal belief system. Yeah, I, it, it's 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 like a it's like a hallmark moment card. Now you are correct; it's not a bad film. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. Uh, I had it's just it's not tugging at any heartstrings that I haven't had tugged a dozen times before. Yeah, and I did get emotional once, during some parts of the film. Uh, um, well, and and I, I will say this. Um, it's hard not to get emotional uh, when you have children. You know, I have a couple of children, and I just, I just, it, it just, if one of my pull, children pull that card again, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Scott, you know, if you had kids like me, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. It's just you know, I. I if, if I could even imagine one of my children having to go through even anything like this, even remotely like this, it's heartbreaking. So well, I, 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 there's get, still I puberty, get it. So well, they've still got a tough haul no matter what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it's it just if one of my children ever got lost, uh, just the fear and the anxiety and the chaos of it all, it, on top of being emotional uh, uh, about uh, uh, the story, to try and put it in some sort of perspective that 
you try and put yourself in it, it it's even more difficult. Well, what, what was the number they gave? Like 800,000 kids go 80, dis- 80, disappear? 80,000. 80,000 80, go missing uh, or uh, get lost. in some Yeah, those way. are the ones they report. Well, again, there's a yeah. billion people in India. So, you know, uh-huh. the, the number, it, it's, a, it's a large number, but with a billion people... Hold on, hold on, hold on. It, it's, what, you don't think there's that billion people? Yeah, you, you, you tell me how many people are in India. You do that, you Google that. I thought there was a billion. But anyway, I mean, like, the number 80,000... Well, it's I am looking it up. Uh, okay. You know, it, it's, it's, it's a large number, but out of a billion, you know, it's, it's not horrible. All right, India population, 1.2 billion. All right, so here, here's what I want to... I, I, because when I watched this film, I was like, wow, that's horrible. And I was like, hey, let me compare that to America. I'm curious how many... Because, again, I, don't, don't think I'm trying to, like, you know, dump America. My immediate thought was purely racist. I was like, India, oh, they've got to be, like, throwing them away, like, hot, like, you know, like, just, like, use well, diapers. I mean, America I mean, only has on. one-fifth of the population, so... Well, but but you're or saying one billion. You're 1.2 billion. Yeah, in India. All and right. there's 300 million in the U.S., Right, so they're they're only they're losing thirty eight thousand kids a year, thirty thousand kids a year, which is a drop in the bucket. Uh, I looked up America, whose population is four hundred and seventeen. Uh, no, it's not three sixteen. Uh, three sixteen. They're they're estimating four seventeen in two thousand sixty. I don't know how I got in that fucking wow. stat. Thank you, Google. <laughs> um, but we're we're like three hundred. Uh, but we're uh, we're like three hundred million right now. Yeah. And we we lose three hundred thousand kids a year. Wow, that sucks. And that was according to an official statistic from like one of those comp- one of those organizations that actually do shit about that, not just somebody's meme. I mean, I, you know, it was like an official. <laughs> it was like a .org. That's how official it was. Oh, okay. And I, so I'm like, wow. I, I, I went to I went to like to to reaffirm my racist thought that well, yeah, there's you know they're just like throwing kids away over in India. And I'm like, holy shit, the ratio is so much larger here. <laughs> holy shit, three hundred thousand. That's like, but then again, we don't have like we don't have these huge. Um, homeless child populations like in Calcutta where they have these these kids are like like when the film shows and this is realistic they're just like a large population of homeless orphan children just living on the streets by themselves right now give, give America credit we may lose a lot more kids but they mostly go towards child molesters kitty porn and you know uh, Satanists so I mean they're used <laughs> we, we don't waste any part of the kid but wow. in India they're just throwing them away <laughs> So just let's just to be fair there, but uh, oh, I mean, I got sidetracked on that really. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> right. That's that's okay. Um, and, and, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. And the, I didn't realize the numbers were were was that staggering for here in the U.S. Three hundred thousand well, a you year. You know, I'll look it up again because I'm. But I'm pretty sure that's what I uh, missing children in America like. That seems like an awfully high number. Huh? It seems like an awfully high number. That's what I thought. Here it is. Oh, no, it's even higher than that. According to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, roughly 800,000 children are reported missing each year in the United States. Roughly 2,000 per day. 
Now, now if, it, if we're it, losing two thousand kids a day, and our population is is like a fraction of India's, and they're losing, and they're missing a fraction of ours, we're we're we must be shipping them out because <laughs> we don't we don't have like 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 gangs of homeless children roaming streets and stuff. It's not like the monkey popul monkey issue problems they have in India. So if if we're if we're consuming two thousand kids a day, we're locking them in basements, and and that's you know permanent. Now, that's a lot of kids. Now, the, okay, the, are these numbers also including, let's say, let's say a kid doesn't come home from school, right? Kids reported missing, but then the kid turns up. Is that part of the statistic? Sure, but even then, eight hundred thousand as opposed to eighty thousand. Wow, you got a lot of helicopter moms out there. So I guess. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I guess the question is how many of them that go missing, like you're saying, are actually found. Right. Like, oh, two days later, oh, there he is. Whereas in India, it's like, oh, he hopped on a train. Might as well start again. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. But that's a staggering number. It is a staggering. 2,000 a day? I mean, that's, hey, that's insane. We, we, if nobody abducts children better than we do. Oh, God. Because <laughs> um, for us, it's not a financial thing. It's, a, it's just a part of our culture. Yeah. Um, um, let's babe. talk about the the poster. Was that oh, one the of the poster? That's right. That's the thing. One of our I, things now. We have to talk about the movie poster each I, time. I hate it. Oh, it's horrible. It's a horrible poster. Oh, all it is is like, yeah. By the it's, way, it's him like, on on the top. Is I don't know. Is he like mid mount on her? I mean, like, is, is he like in? <laughs> no, not, no. I, I think she actually like, stopped him short on that one. Yeah, I mean, he's naked, but she's just like, yeah. I, I can't do it because you're emotionally crazy and I just can't do this anymore. Um, but it, it's a shot of him on the on like looking down and her looking up at him, and in the middle is him on the train tracks with his brother. When they're both children, right. When they're both children. Now, I don't understand the why she's on the cover of the poster. I mean, it's... it's um, What's her face? It's uh, Rooney Mara, who's right. I mean, like you put her in your film, you're a shoe in for some sort of nomination. She's a very acclaimed actress, so I'm I'm guessing which that's she, which, why she's on, she on the poster. No, she didn't. She's not. Not that she's not in it enough. I just don't think she's good enough to be nominated. She's good well, in the you, film, but not you, you, enough you know, to get a nomination. You know, I also don't feel is good enough to be nominated for supporting actress. The one that was nominated for supporting actress. Oh yeah, Nicole Kidman. Yeah. What the fuck is that about? Yeah, I, I feel she's, the same way. And she's and yet, in the film less than her. When we talk and, about Moonlight, uh, we're going to talk about the supporting actor in there and how that's just a bunch of bullshit. Uh huh. <laughs> the actor uh, but anyway, in a Lion. leading role. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, it's a horrible poster, and the thing is, like, they're they're trying to say, like, it's like this whole thing. Yeah, you know, I I honestly don't know what how, what how important she is to the story, besides the fact that she was actually there. Um. Yeah. Except that that it's one other relationship that he fucks up trying to chase down the ghost of a of a parent he never really knew. It, it's just the void that yeah you know, he's trying to I fill. Mean, which I get. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not questioning him whatsoever. I mean, there are people who are adopted, uh, you know, by in here in America, and they want to find their their 
origin, you know, their genetic, you know, parents. You know, yeah. They, 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 and, and that's fine. That's up to them. They just, in some ways, they, they want to know why they were let go. In some ways, they, they're angry about it. Some ways, does, they, they doesn't just... make it interesting for two hours. Yeah, true. <laughs> and I'm, 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 I'm thankful this was only a two-hour film. Is it bad that I laughed? Because now um, we, oh, we see him in the orphanage, and they show the scene where the one kid he's banging his head against the wall, and they oh, drag right. him out. And am, now, am I? You laughed correct? at that. What? You laughed at let that. Let me let me finish oh, what okay. I'm saying. All right. Holy shit! Am I correct in saying that that ends up being his brother? Um, that that's the same kid. I don't think that's the same kid. Because he does the same thing at the dinner table. He starts sitting himself in the head. That's why they show him do that in that class. I don't believe that's the same kid. So, but, but he ends up doing the same thing, no, no, hitting I, himself I, I, when he gets I, upset. I get that he's doing the same thing, but I don't believe. Yeah, that's but what the are the odds thing. of that? Well, how many people do that? No, it's not point, that common of a thing. Because uh, I my, immediately, my, when I saw him, my, I immediately said, "One of my what? kids uh, used to do it." It, but we're a, talking it's, about it's, going into an adult, into that extreme. Well, I'm not, I, I mean, we're, the, you're, the you're confusing pouting with it, like strong emotional issues. Uh, all I'm saying is, like when they showed that kid banging his head, and then later they they have this, his new brother come off the plane, and they meet him for he meets him for the first time, and immediately I was like, holy shit, my brother's the kid that bangs his head against the wall. <laughs> I'm uh, pretty sure that was the same person. I'm pretty sure it's not, but I think the reason why it's in the film is because he. His brother ends up with that type of uh, disability, and you know, of the anxiety, uh, the self harm, you know, things like that. I, is it, but if 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 they did, it's a stupid thing to do because all it does is make you link the two characters. Well, I, it it could very it's well not have a, been it's written. It's not a common malady. It's not like a twitch. A twitch you, you could almost pull, but even then, it's such a it's such a. It, I, I don't buy it. I think I think it's the same thing. I would check the IMDb message board to see if anybody else thought that, but they closed them down. <laughs> uh, because they can't moderate their own fucking website. Yeah, well. Why, you know, it's it's easier to just let it go. Sure. Corporate, so we can't take this chance. I mean, if someone says kill a nigger in here, we're we're going to get blamed for it. Uh, let's see, uh, and which was a, which was a weird review of driving Miss Daisy. I don't know why that even came up. Yeah. Right. I don't get it. But I, I mean that I, I made that connection immediately. And if it, there's no connection there, it was stupid to keep it in the film because they did change things for the sake of the film. For example, the girlfriend in the film is actually a composite of multiple girlfriends he had over the years because apparently he was that difficult to deal with. So it, it's not just one girlfriend. It's like three or four. Oh, wow. And they just composited them into a, a, a fake character. So it's not an actual person. But it's, it's just like a composite of multiples. Oh, okay. So, I mean, again, it was adapted from a book. So they're changing things in it. Uh, even And again, that's why I hate the fact that at the end they showed the real footage of the re, of like his mother meeting his mother. And showing pictures of him like from real life. Dude, then if you were going to do that, then maybe stick to the actual story. Don't this, change shit to make it entertainment. Don't just because they pull that shit out of the end, and it's almost like they fool you. See, you've been watching a documentary. No, you haven't. You've been watching a stylized, dramatized this version like of the, real life. This is like the third film that we, I think, out of the best pictures. I think I'd have yes. to, to look that has done that at the end. 
It was uh, um, Hacksaw Ridge does it with, with interviews. Ridge. Yep. Uh, and then you had Hidden Figures, which does it, which is the photographs. Right. And then this. Uh, I don't think they had interviews at the end of that. And I think this is the only. Yeah, but this is the third one. This is the third film, which is crazy that the trend is that it's like 40% of the Oscar films. Yeah, And you know what? I, I, I bitched about it after the first one we did. Yeah. So it's not even like I'm like, oh, well, it's, well I, I complained before we even realized it was a trend this year. I just hate I hate it. It's it's such a ham-fisted, easy kind of, and this is how serious this film is. Just just do the fucking movie. The fact they even do it in films like The Conjuring pisses me off. Oh, God. Did they really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, right. yeah. I, I get it. It's based off the real couple of the Amityville thing. Yeah, we, we got that. How about just point me to a website, please? Hmm. I, I hate that shit. It was a novelty when they when they like actually started doing films that close, but his, but these like adaptations from memoirs and shit are so fucking common now. We know they're real people. Just say at the beginning, all you have to do in the in the past is say based on a true story. That's it. Suddenly, that's too complicated now. Then now moving forward, I think we're going to see a lot more films doing it because oh. I think they can. They not that they feel that they have to, but they it's feel that a or a. It'll put some validity uh, of some kind. Yeah. Yeah, right. It it lends the validity. But like I said, it's a false validity because it's like at the end of Schindler's List, did they show us? I had never seen it all the way through, so I honestly don't know. Well, at the end, pictures of actual. No, they have real footage of people uh, putting rocks on some on gravestones. Uh, It's it's a real shot. They did that at the end of Schindler's List. I think that was one of some of the survivors. So actual survivors, or, so put, actual survivors and relatives of survivors. That's even worse because it's, it's it's even just uh, oh now just put some rocks on a, on a tombstone. That's not exploitation. <laughs> what the fuck? Just make the movie. And I uh, and, this, and I don't know for a fact if Schindler's List was the first film to do something like that where it took you out. Oh of no, the I film. brought it up. You didn't bring up Schindler's List. I just was bringing up an no, example. No, no, no. I, 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 bad examples. I've never seen the film I, all I'm, the way through. I'm just saying I don't know if Schindler's List was the first film to do it where it, you had the movie and then it just took you out of that world just for a split I second doubt it. and did that. Uh, I, I doubt it's the first film to do it, but but it, it's it's becoming more, like you said, it's becoming more and more of a pattern. And I don't like it. I think it's cheap and I'm easy. Not, I'm not crazy just about like, it either. Just like showing up the, the, a portion of the middle of the film or part of the climax, the beginning, and then just going back to the beginning of the film. Mm-hmm. I hate that shit. It's, it's, easy, it's too easy. Did you find... That, uh, and it's just, and I'm probably nitpicking, but the mother, she, she's going, there's the scene in the film where you have the mother, the brother, uh, the, the older brother, the younger brother, Saru, and then the, the, the daughter, Shaquilla. Um, yeah. So the mother is going to work, you know, she's a laborer. So she asks the older brother to watch the two younger kids. Right. And he decides that he's going to go try and whatever, do some work or labor or whatever to make money. So the young, males. Right. So the young kid, Saru, this, like talks him into having him go with him. Mm-hmm. And those, the two fucking chuckleheads leave the daughter alone, who's younger than both of yeah. them. Uh-huh. It's like she's like four or three. It's like, you're both terrible siblings. Wrong it's with the worse. two of you. Now, at the very end, when he finally finds the village and he, and he finds his mother and she asks him about his brother and she says, oh, no, he is no longer with us because he died like the same night he, 
<laughs> right, you got hit by a train. Um, oh, spoiler alert! Sorry. Yeah. Shit. yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> whatever. If, if you if you stayed awake through it. Um, but if, do, am I remember correctly that she he never asks him what about my sister? No, she brings it up. She brings it up. She he doesn't ask. Up. He doesn't ask. The first they didn't thing he a- shit about that kid. The first thing he asks is about uh, Gudu or Guda. Yeah, the brother. But then, Which like, it, it even bothers her. Like again, he's not here. What about her? No, he's like, oh, that's all I really cared about. Right. She's she's like Meg from the Family Guy in this film. It's sad. <laughs> it's horrible. Uh, it's true. It's very very true. I mean, if they cared, they would, you know, they would have stayed. Had they stayed, uh, yeah, people would, you know, still be around, and uh, it wouldn't have been taken away for twenty five years. Stupid kids. Yep. But when I saw that, I was, I was angered and annoyed, and I'm just like, "What the fuck are they doing? They left I, I a, also, th- a two or three year old to fend I, I for also, herself." I also, uh, you know, and this is like, I it feels like such an elitist thing to think because we're talking about family and emotion. But all I'm thinking, it's like, yeah, you were on the streets of Calcutta and you were adopted by a wealthy Australian family, and owning your own boat equals wealthy. I don't care what you, oh, you know. Of course. Whatever they're obviously fucking wealthy, so they're uh, even in Australia boats cost money, and <laughs> yeah. and like there's all this shit. It's like oh, I've told my family says yeah, you didn't die on the fucking streets. Instead, you grew up where you're like you're like taking going to school to be a hotel manager. Right, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and and, I mean, the, and fucking... the real actor, the one that plays uh, Saru, uh, Dev Patel. Um, you know, when he did Slumdog Millionaire, which won Best Picture, uh, and of course, he's born in England, and there's a large Indian population, which goes all the way back to Britain, I guess, owning a, a large... Raping their country, yeah. Yeah, so that's why there's still to this day a large Indian population in England, because of the whole yes. British India thing. Um, but anyway, he was born there, and not that he grew up wealthy, but he he has an English accent, and he goes to India since making these films because he's of Indian descent, but he has really no idea what that co- that country goes through. So he's almost kind of a parallel to the real yeah. life Saru because he, you know, the real life Saru, you know was born and, and, and raised for five years in, in India, very poor, and then ends up in a wealthy family, and Dev Patel was just kind of just wealthy. <laughs> yeah. So it's like he and gets that, that, that part of, of it. He gets and, that part And that's part really of it. that whole hidden thing in films, too. It's like, yeah, oh, the, all the guys playing bums, yeah, uh, they're millionaires. Uh, <laughs> you know, there, there's no actual poor people acting as poor people. Uh, they don't get that far here. And if you're in the films, you're already making money with some, you know, low budget. Okay, not everybody starts out a millionaire. Uh, but I'm saying, scale, like a film like this. Shit. What? Even if it's scale. You're working for scale. What's you're scale? Still, that's Six hundred dollars a day. That's more that, than I make much? in a month. I think scale is six hundred dollars a day. I don't know what scale is for I, acting. I think it's six hundred dollars a day. I. I I don't now, care again, you might up, only but... be on the set for one day, and that's the only job you might have had for a whole month. So, yes, even though scale is like 600 bucks, but if you don't... Starving line... to death on the streets of Calcutta. Yeah, if you don't yeah, line that I... shit up, you're not going to pay your bills. 
and there, there's just always it's like you, you hit that level of, of just realization where you where even if you're trying to enjoy a film like this all you can think is like yeah a bunch of people with a lot of money made this film yeah. while actual kids are, are dying in calcutta on these streets and then at the end of the film they have yeah yeah we're helping these people raise you know awareness and money and stuff and i i'm this was a low budget film it's bad for me to make fun of that but there's this again that whole idea of just like people you know people who make their living doing documentaries doing documentaries about like people like in in Cal- like kids in calcutta it's like yeah dude you're 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 living filming somebody dying <laughs> i don't and there there's there's a disconnect there that we don't we never really try to acknowledge fully the, the well, amount of uh the, that the industry this rich upper class one percent elitist industry feeds off of films about kids from calcutta yeah. that were flown and, here and the only you know, that end up getting adopted by australians the only defense i can have for the filmmakers of, of making uh such documentaries is that and i wouldn't be surprised if, if I, most I, of them are just trying to raise say. awareness but you're right i in this instant gratification society that we're in where people oh, well, it's instant gratification I'm, I'm nearly instant but people are very much uh interested well they're very much interested in okay they're worse off than me i'm happier because of that well yeah but 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 as entertainment i mean this is entertainment this film is entertainment well, yeah. Even though they, they can show pictures of the people at the end, say, oh, these are the real people. This is based on a true thing. And they can like say, oh, we're trying to raise awareness about this, and we're, we're with this company. that raises. Whatever it is, this film was made as entertainment. It was made to profit from people watching it to enjoy themselves. That's it. And I, I, it's a stupid side thing to get onto, but when you were talking about these best adapteds, half the time, that's what you're dealing with, with this memoir shit. Uh, even stuff like Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah. It's like, yeah. We're watching. Yeah, we're bringing awareness about the war and everything. Good. You know why? Because we're paying to be entertained. Yeah. Oh, by did, this. did you hear to to go off topic just a little? That oh, don't don't because I have one thing to say. Oh, it but just, it's only because you brought up Hacksaw Ridge that I don't know. Don't go right to that. All uh, I, all the right. only thing I wanted to say in the back of my head was it reminds me of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy at the end where they land on the planet, and the and and they he mentions like. The race, the human race, is going to die. You know, these guys are running around t- making documentaries for each other, <laughs> and it's pretty much all we do. And it's like yeah. this is just a, like a this like just reminds me of that. That's all I meant. Go ahead. Speaking of Hacksaw Ridge, I, I was just going to say that it hasn't been finalized, but apparently Mel Gibson is slated to act to direct Suicide Squad two. Oh, uh, for a minute I thought you were going to say they were going to do the Hacksaw Ridge sequel. No, no. well. I don't know. I, like, what the fuck is going on? You you really had me scared. I, I it just occurred to me today again that they're doing a remake of Death Wish. So I was like, I'm in a really bad place with that. Oh, are they really? Yeah, uh, Bruce Willis is playing uh, Charles Bronson character. No, come on. Yeah, no, I think that's a great idea. You yeah, go, Bruce is capable of doing dark. I I like Bruce doing the dark. You think it's yeah. going to be rated R? I hope oh yeah! So. If Bruce is in it, yeah. If it's not, it's then like uh, it. when I found out that the new Wolverine film Logan is rated R. I'm like, oh, they're trying, they're following in the footsteps footsteps of Deadpool. This might actually be good this time. Oh, I, I saw um um Patton Oswalt saw it. He he tweeted it today. Yeah. Uh, he said, "Holy shit, it's amazing." Uh, the I think he said it's like someone said, "Let's let Sam Peckinpah make an X Files film." I mean, the X Men film. Oh oh good. I have yeah. to. I mean, I planned on seeing it no matter what. I mean, when they told me it was rated R, when I saw it was rated R, that sold me immediately. 
Yeah, um, I mean, I'm, I'm not a I'm not a Patton Oswalt worshipper, but you there are people out there where if they like a film, I know I'm going to like it. If Patton Oswalt is saying that's a Sam Peckinpah X Men film, I'm definitely interested. Yeah, yeah. It you just, know, I, I saw the little blurb. It said, you know, bloody, gory violence, uh, swearing. I'm like, yes. Wolverine's going to get the same. It's like everyone just stares, stands around staring at each other. The trailer made, made it look like it was going to be uh, like the X-Men version of Manchester by the Sea. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I think... I, I th- I'm glad to hear it's a lot more violent than it. <laughs> yeah, well, I think they did that initially to just say, you know, here, here's another Wolverine movie. Um, and then <laughs> as, it, as it progressed, it like you finally got trailers where it's like just wall-to-wall action, and it's just like, okay, now I get it. Uh-huh. Um, and this moves everything slightly closer to a Wolverine Deadpool movie, which ha- has to fucking happen. Has to happen. It has to happen. Come on. There's no way they don't do that. Ryan Reynolds it's- is pretty much egging Hugh Jackman on to do it with all the little inside uh, little jokes in Deadpool. Yeah. All the way to the I- last scene in the movie. And, dude, I, I, it now is the perfect climate for that kind of movie because the other night I was going through my stuff. I'm, I'm like trying to review my old books and stuff. And I came across the mask, which I hadn't read in ages. And I, I was reading it. And I put on the movie for background. The mask was one of the most like darkly humorously violent comic books of the time period. And they made it into a PG 13 Jim Carrey vehicle. Yeah. Oh, totally. And I'm thinking if they had redone the mask now, it would have been like Deadpool. It would have been fucking gruesome. It would sure. have been horrible. It's so easy that like they 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 bought into this sh- doing this shit now. It's like if there's any film that has to be re- like rebooted, it has to be The Mask, and do it just like it was then. Yeah, I'd see it in a heartbeat but if it was rated it's R. Such, but it's such a perfect climate that the idea of doing this Wolverine Deadpool crossover is actually a good idea and actually makes you excited. Yeah, I I it has to happen. Come, I mean, I know Hugh Jackman said, and of course they always say this, like, this is the last Wolverine. It's like, no fucking way. This Logan movie Shut is going to make two, three hundred million dollars just here in the States. Um, unless you have that on paper, shut the fuck up. Yeah. I, I think he tweeted out a picture of, uh, with the, uh, the adamantium claws and he goes, uh, and he goes, uh, should I do this one last time? And I yes, think it was yes. something like that. You know, and I'm not even saying like, oh yeah, someone gives you enough money, you'll do it. Says no, you're saying that now because you're tired of doing it. Give it a year and wait till someone throws a really good idea at you, and you're like, oh yeah, fuck. You know what? I mean, come on. Yeah. Don't don't the fact the fact that Schwarzenegger did another Terminator film after he uh, was done with California. It's like it's like the first thing. That, oh, you know what I should do? Yeah, that Terminator thing. That's a horrible accent. I should never do a short thinker accent. <laughs> I, I was I, fucking. I wasn't gonna say anything. You should have. That was horrible. <laughs> I, mean, I, I had to stop myself. It's how bad that and was. I you still, know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying, and and I still have. I haven't actually seen that Terminator film yet. That's Genesis, oh, it, right? Yeah. It's worth seeing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I still think he should do King Conan because he hasn't done a oh, film yeah. since being governor that has any kind of the box office potential that he had before he was governor. Yeah, the here's last the only problem he, with that. The last thing he now, did... If he does King Conan, he's got to either... He's he's too old to be doing the physical shit that much. He won't have and, to. 
But but then what? They bring in a young Conan next to him, or like a young? It's, no, it's, I don't King know. He's gonna have the fucking full beard. You know how easy it is to to mask I, that with a stunt man. All, all I'm saying is it have to be a real. It, had, it has to be a great script. That's well, like ter, like you hear Terminator's like okay, it's not that hard to do a time travel script. How you know it, like. I, I wasn't like, oh, Schwarzenegger to Terminator. Oh, there's no way he could ever do... No, it's Terminator. It's fucking shooting and time travel. Right. Conan, to do it right, it's got to be a fucking epic script. And and it can't well, just... And it can't just be a 300 CGI fest. Right. Um, yeah. It's... It, it's another film that I think has to happen because they've been... But, they've been fucking teasing it since the but, first conan film like at the end of the first conan film where he's on on the chair with the his fist on his chin and he's like and that's yeah. a story for another you know it's like come on right. it's like they've been teasing it since 1982 right but here's what i'm saying is like terminator when you go to the sequel with an elderly schwarzenegger it's not like you could say gee what would the storyline even be so, all right well obviously we do more time travel uh since he's old now we can see giant and is young and do a crossover with that do it like a like a um back to the future thing part two and it, it, it's like it writes itself almost you just have to think of the a proper screen you know a proper plot I, point that's not too ludicrous i think a film... with conan it's like all right what do we fucking do with an elderly conan for two hours there's got there you're, there's so much more from whole cloth there than there is from uh, no, I mean, you can't bring back any characters from the first films. You're doing all new characters. You're doing really. All, you're doing all new. I think. I, I. I think Mako is still alive though. But um, who, who remembers Mako? If in the Conan universe, if you bring him back, I, everyone remembers him. No, but I was saying as far as popular culture, no one remembers Mako. No. So, but I think I film, didn't know I, his name until you just said it. Uh, <laughs> that proves my point. Uh, a film like that. I think real stunts, real locales, you know, uh, good, a good script equ equaling good dialogue and a, a very well-paced film, I think you can do it. And I don't yeah. think the script has to be epic, but I think it has... Well, that's what I I'm saying. I think it needs... So, it, it'll be good, though. I, it's, it's such a bigger hurdle. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, they tried like, a Conan like, film even like, a couple, Blade like three, four years ago, and it didn't work out at all. Well, even though, like, wait, Blade Runner 2. Okay, there's a lot of different ways you can go with that. Conan, I just, I don't know. That's all I'm saying. It's, it's just, it really has to be, and it's been so long since the first Conan. This, I mean, they made some more Terminators after the first one. Conan, all you had was Conan 2, The Destroyer. Yeah, Conan The Destroyer, which was in and 1984. that's not a film you want to pattern the remake on. No, no. no. You, you want to pattern it after the first film. Uh, but it, it, just timeline-wise... Uh, between the remake, you know the reboot, and 1984, I think the reboot came out 2012 or 2011. Oh shit, that's right, they did that shitty ass reboot. Yeah, oh. with uh, what's his face, uh, the yeah, guy that exactly. the guy that's playing Aquaman. Um, oh yeah, he played Conan. I don't remember his name for some reason. I don't care. Uh, because who cares? Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? Conan. Yeah, but I was like, oh, and I was like, um. Well, I, I was talking about the reboot. Oh, when oh, d d Conan to the Destroyer is like a high budget version of um, Hercules, starring. Oh, uh, what's his face? Um, Kevin Sorbo. No, the original Hercules. Oh, with Lou Ferrigno. 
with Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> That's what Conan 2 the Destroyer is. It's like, it's like, oh, we did the Ferrigno thing, but we put money in it. Does he get to wrestle a bear at some point and punch <laughs> him in the space? <laughs> but he, he does wrestling moves during that mirror scene. He really does. He really does. I'm telling you, that is the American high budget. Sure, when when uh, he's when he's getting version. spun around and he's like he's like yeah, they do the action <laughs> wrestling moves. It is the big budget American version of uh, uh, the Ferrigno Hercules. That's it. You don't need you you don't want to do a reboot of that. Oh my god! So that's two films you have to ignore when you're doing Conan King King Conan. You just it's a huge. You just go with the first one. You go with the first one, and you go with that's, other... That's, that's easy to do. Um, it's easier to do when there's just one other one. You're talking skipping like uh, a sequel and a reboot. I mean, Termin well, even Terminator, as many films as they had, they only ignore one of them. And with the timeline, it's easy to, because it's about timeline. This you're saying, okay, we're just going to forget the last two incarnations of this character. Well, I think they can borrow from other films uh, that have done like this grand scale of things like that and try and mimic it. You know, I even yeah, I think even Schwarzenegger wouldn't touch that one at this point. It's like I'm not putting on the loincloth. No, I, I think I think Schwarzenegger does do it. He wanted to do it. Well, if you listen to the commentary for uh, Conan the Barbarian, this is like the commentary like 15 years ago. Um, him and the director was it Milos Forman. Is it Milos Foreman that directed Conan? I don't care. I think it was Milos. Okay. Um, we'll just call him Milos. Anyway. Milos. And uh, at the end of the, the movie, the, the commentary, Schwarzenegger, he basically says, I would love to find... Because he sees, you know, King Conan. He sees him, you know, with his fist on his chin and all that. They just start going into how... It's like, we should do that finally. So... Now, this is just something that Schwarzenegger talked about, say, 12, 15 years ago, where he's like, he was really, it's like, I, I really want to do this. I would love to do it. So, you know oh, what? I, I think John Milius. John Milius. John Milius. Um, I yeah, the Red I, Dwarf, the Red Dwarf, uh, the Red Dawn guy. Right. I think he would totally be on fucking board. If the right script and the right director, he would absolutely fucking do it. He would. I, well, Look at all I, I the movies that, I, I he's been like doing. After, after Terminator Three, he was like, "Guys, if you ever want to do a Terminator again, I'm in." You know, <laughs> I, again, I apologize for trying to do that yeah, accent. Stop. <laughs> but, but he was begging him. He was like, "Yeah, I'll do another Terminator film. Yeah, we can do that." Even after Three, he was like, "Yeah, I'm game whenever you are." And then the whole California well, thing happened. And then afterwards, a, he's like, "Yeah, are we going to do Terminator now?" <laughs> he yeah, was. He, that's he a had film a cameo. He had, no problem with. he had a cameo in Terminator Salvation, uh, where they just uh, I, they they had him. They had him come in and they kind of rendered his face so that they could do a T-800. Uh, uh -huh. And it, he looks like Terminator from, you know, 19, 1984. Uh, you know what's film. so sad? What? When Terminator 2 came out, when Terminator 3 came out, I remember both times bitching, being the smart-ass film, film snob that I am. So, hey, they keep doing the time thing again. All the, the all the sequel they have to do is just do the actual war, do the robot war. That's where your sequel has to be. That's going to be, you yeah, know, that, then they, did they that. stupid? And then they actually do it. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Didn't even bother seeing it. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh, Bale's in it? Who gives a fuck? What is this? Come on. what's where, Where'd the time travel go? Is <laughs> <laughs> Such a fucking hypocrite. Terminator <laughs> Salvation. That that's the the film. That's where, why you don't listen to fans. Yeah, because they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. That's the I was one, a fan. I know. That's exactly what I did. 
That's the one where Christian Bale almost ruined his career when he uh, went off on a, um, oh, yeah, that, a, a, a DP. Um, and he just that, went he went nuts on a DP. Did not almost ruin his career. Well, it, it was it was bad for a little while. It wasn't bad. It was bad. Now yeah, it was. It made the news. People talked about it. That was it. Well, I mean, people still think he's an asshole based on that. Yeah, but, and they're still paying to see him in every film he's been in. It, it's again that shit does not ruin careers. I, I don't care. We can talk about Tom, we can talk about Tom Cruise to a blue in the face, or the whole <laughs> Jewish thing with uh, Mel Gibson. That shit does not ruin film careers. Making bad films ruins film careers. Well, that's I, the I only that. thing that ruins bad film careers. The ruins film careers. Sorry. I don't totally agree with you, but I mostly I agree with you. It's one of those areas that we, we differ on. You, you you put a lot more faith into those things, and I'm like, yeah, no one gave a shit about that when they saw Mission Impossible 4. Really. You know, well, you know it, what? It took a long time. It took a long time between a, when really, Tom Cruise publicly went crazy to getting back on track to making a Mission a mission Impossible that people wanted to go no, see again. But, but, but that's because... Oh, we're going to get stuck into this Tom Cruise thing again. That's what? because it happened around the time where he was making bad film choices. No, it One went around... It, no, it happened around the time when he wouldn't shut the fuck up about Scientology. No, 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 but that that's not why. It was because he did films that people weren't interested in. Had nothing to do with the Scientology thing. I don't no one think, gives a I shit. I don't think that's true. I think he was make, he was still making movies that people were interested in. They just weren't interested in him. No, no, because it's not. It's <laughs> they don't know him personally. They don't give a shit what his religion is. Yeah, well, that, we also live in a society that thinks they know him personally. So I no, think that's... But that. I, but, I but from the screen, not from real right. life. That that's the thing we all have. We all have that thing. When we watch these actors and we think we know them. We think we're on a personal level with them. We feel for them. We think because we're we're watching films that. The whole purpose of it is to make us engage emotionally with the character, and we do. And we we can't, even though we know that it's separate from reality, we can't separate our emotions from that. So we become attached. Like, yeah, Tom Cruise. I like Tom Cruise. Why? He says, well, I liked him in this. I liked him in that. And I like how he carries himself. He seems like I have a nice personality. We have no fucking idea who this person <laughs> is. And just the fact – and so that – seeing one snippet of reality of him bouncing around on a couch, which I'm not sure how – I, well, you know, at what point I would sever ties with someone because of that, uh, and then the religion thing—it do, it doesn't have nearly as much to do with that as everybody likes to think it does. All right, That's moving. What I'm saying. No, I get it. I get what you're saying. I don't agree with it totally. Um, I mean, point. To, I mean, what what was the gap? What was the gap in his career? It, it was when he went very public with Scientology. It's just but what, a what, what year a, was it? What, what films was that? What was the gap? That was, was War the of the Worlds uh, 2005. So he went, right. he, he was he, doing the whole Scientology thing. He was jumping on the couch okay. about Katie Holmes. He was, okay. you know... Uh, I'm not trying to cut you off, but yeah. okay, let's go with that. Let's say 2005. That right. was when his career took a nosedive or took a dip, let's say, let's dip. be fair. No, it didn't because dive. Because of the whole Katie Holmes bouncing up Scientology thing. Yes. All right, we've got... Before that, we got Minority Report in 2002. Then he does The Last Samurai, Collateral, uh, two, 2000 Samurai, uh, excuse me, Last Samurai in 2003, Collateral in 2004, War of the Worlds 2005. Right. Last Samurai and Collateral did not do well. War of the Worlds was okay received, but nobody really thought it was a big deal. So his, his career is already in kind of a dip just because of not big budget films. They're all decent films, but just the quality of them. Then Mission Impossible 3 comes out. 
which uh, was very good. That was right. Um, and that's uh, 2006. That he does Tropic Thunder in 2007. So there's one year, yeah. but that's because he's doing 2008 Valkyrie. Right, which was a Brian Singer film, which did not do well. Right, and then in 2010 he does Night and Day, which did not which do well. That's a, five years after is, that. Which is a great film, then, didn't do well. Right again, these are just films that just didn't do well right. because they weren't strong films. No, the There's film no that brought him back. Career. The film that brought him back was Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol. People started but, wanting to see f- movies with him in it again, but not because of the Scientology, but because he did Night and Day and Valkyrie and was in the background on Tropic Thunder. Not the other way around. Uh, I don't think so, man. I don't think so. Mission Impossible was a great film. The number three was a was a yeah. really good film. Nobody but, really cared. But again, the Tropic Thunder doesn't. I don't count that. He's fucking cameo in that, if you ask me. Okay, so he had he had a two year gap, where he was still like making big budget films and getting paid. Yeah. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> And and it's it's, I mean, have you seen Edge of Tomorrow by any chance? Yeah, I liked it. I recommend. I really liked it. Oh, you did? You finally saw? Oh, I love that. I really liked it. It, And you know, you know, I'm a sucker for time travel. Well, fucking a right. Yeah, but it was so well done. It was real. I I couldn't believe how much I really I. I I watched that and I was just like, this this is fucking great. Yeah, and you know you you know what leads up to that. A shitty title, a boring uh, trailer, based and even on a more boring movie Japanese, poster. I think it was based on a J- uh, Japanese comic. I think. I, no idea. I think it was. All, all you know is everything I saw leading up to watching the film was boring as shit. It's like the title sucks, the trailer sucked, the movie poster sucked. It's like okay, it's Tom Cruise, and now he's a futuristic warrior, uh, stormship trooper, whatever. Yeah, great, whatever. No idea how good the film was going to be until I saw it. Right. Oh, and you know what? When I when I was watching the credits, and this reminds me of it, uh, reminded me of it. Christopher McQuarrie wrote the screenplay. That's why it was so fucking good. Oh yeah. You know Christopher McQuarrie. He um, he wrote uh, uh, Usual Suspects, and um, pardon me. He uh, he's just now it doesn't. Oh yeah, uh, Hiroshi Sakuraza, uh, Sakurazaka. It's a novel, so it's a graphic novel, I guess. Okay. And he also he also did the uh, the tourist, which I loved. Who Macquarie? Yeah, he wrote the tourist. That was that's that one they got, that that's that everybody the one made with fun of Johnny Depp and Angelina Jolie, right? Yeah, that's I the one that they made fun of the Oscars. It was like, oh, it's a, such a long film and nothing happens. And I was like, I remember watching it, going, holy shit, this is a wonderful homage to, to like the Hitchcock thriller films and everybody's just like shitting on it what is the fuck it was a great movie <laughs> and he did Jack Reacher which I liked I, I still haven't seen the second one I haven't seen The Tourist yet either I've been meaning to actually uh, meaning to get oh, that highly recommend that oh uh, he's but, a, um, he's actually uh, in he's in bed with Tom Cruise he's re- written a bunch of Tom Cruise's films yeah, including the Mummy coming out, like which Valkyrie, I'm definitely interested uh, in seeing. Jack Reacher, Edge of Tomorrow, Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation, The Mummy, and Mission Impossible Six. He's all lined up to write all of those. I <sighs> want to see the Mummy. I think yeah. that looks pretty fucking cool. I think it looks. I think it looks like a Mission Impossible sequel. Oh, and next month, uh, very soon, I think March 10th, the new King Kong movie, Skull Island, looks pretty fucking cool too. Is it Skull Island? I thought it was like. Kong Island or something like that. I I thought it was called Skull Island. 
or Kong, I, I, or I, it was called Kong Skull Island. It's called Kong something. Yeah, all right. Kong that's Skull Island. And it looks like uh, um, Christopher McQuarrie is also involved in a possible uh, prisoner movie. Oh, cool. Yeah, no date on that, but uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, Star Blazers. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. All right. So, is there everything we need to say about Lion Said? <laughs> <laughs> we haven't talked about it in like ten minutes. I mean, we can talk about what it's nominated for very quickly. Yeah. Let's. You know what? We're at a point where we've seen all the best pictures, so I think we should take a brief look at the nominations for these last two reviews. Yeah. Okay. So, it's nominated for best picture. Yes. I don't feel that it's a best picture. I, I well, let's put it this way. I agree that I don't feel that it is a best picture, and I don't think it will win for best picture. I don't think so. Okay. I really don't either. Um, okay, so it, it it's not up for any best actor. Um, it's and, and it's not up for any best actress. It is up for best supporting, supporting actor. actor for Dev Patel. Uh huh. Um, he's good, but I don't think good enough to win. I think supporting actors like up for grabs. I really think so too. And when we review Moonlight, I'll go into it a little bit more. But uh, Maya Shala Ali, I'm reading everywhere that he's a shoe in, like a lock for best supporting, and I'm just like, no. Well, I'm, I'm, he's not he in. Does... First of all, he's not in Moonlight enough. I don't feel his performance is good enough to even garner a nomination. And there's so much other. There, there's so many other, uh, there's four other people that absolutely, in my opinion, would deserve it more. Uh-huh. You know, I, I would personally, I think Michael Shannon in Nocturnal Animals, I, that would be my pick, but I know that they're not going to give it to him. Here's what I don't understand is how come, uh, how come uh, fucking Dev Patel is a supporting actor? Um... Because I think the first 40, 30, 40 minutes of the film is the little kid. There's only like an hour and 20 minutes of him. But he's still the lead character. He is the lead, but I he's think... He's the lead. <sighs> you know I, what I'm saying? I, I know yeah. what you're saying, and I think... I know that, he doesn't that, have that much screen time, but... I think they, broke, action, I think they I mean, broke it down because... Rooney Mara is in it. Uh, not a lot, but enough to take enough dramatic screen time from him. But uh, Nicole Kidman. The, but like out of all the actors, who would you say is the lead actor? There's got to be one. Well, I, I would, I would pick Dev Patel, obviously. Exactly. But it's interesting. It's sometimes it's very interesting how they pick what's an actor and what's supporting. If, if by interesting you mean stupid, I agree. <laughs> uh, Nicole but I, Kidman. I think supporting actor, I think whoever, no matter who wins as supporting actor, I think it's an okay pick. I mean, they're all good performances. I don't, th yeah. I don't think any of them really stand out to me more than the other. That's well, just me. Well, have you seen Nocturnal Animals yet? That's the only one I haven't seen. Okay. So four out of five, I'm talking. Okay. Um, uh, and um, So um, Nicole Kidman is up for Best Supporting Actress. I, I would say Jeff Bridges is the long shot. Oh yeah, just because that, he's won once already. So and it, and it, the character itself is like okay, I I like it, the movie, but it, I think no, he's a it, long it, shot. His character is 
basically a combination of uh, Rooster. Um, it's a very cliche character. He plays it well, but know, it's a very I think typical we, we mentioned character. this when we reviewed Hell or High Water. Yes, we did. Uh, he's a combination of True Grit, you know, Rooster, and uh-huh. he's a combination of his character in Crazy Heart, and he kind of put those two together, and that's what you get in Hell or High Water. Yeah, it's nothing. It's it's definitely the long shot. Um, it's up for best cinematography. Hold on, supporting actress. I said that Nicole Kidman. Yeah, but she's not going to win it. No, she's not going to win it. Uh, she's in the film for ten minutes. Viola Davis. She cries for a couple minutes. Viola okay. Davis is probably getting it. I would say that, and Michelle Williams is also nominated for best supporting actress, and she's in the film less than everyone on this list. Yeah. Um. If I had to guess, I'm going Viola Davis. Me too. Um, I agree. Next up, I'd go Octavia Spencer, then Naomi Harris, then Michelle Williams, and then finally Nicole Kidman. That, would, that, would, that would be the um, order. Yeah, I would say that because I yeah yeah I agree with I agree with your picks on that. I would I, that's the order I'd go in. Um, okay. It, then it's also up for best cinematography, which we have four out of five now reviewed. We have four out of five. I haven't seen Silence yet. Me neither. But of the four that I've seen, I think I might go lion for cinematography. The landscapes are, especially in the opening shot where he's surrounded by butterflies, you know, and it's just a beautiful shot. And I think they're going to look at things like that. But from what I have seen, just the little snippets of silence, that is a grandiose film. I think that they just go and give that to silence because of how good the cinematography is in that. I think Arrival. It's a lot of it's CGI, and you know how I feel it, about no, that. No, no, but but I'm, we're talking about framing of shots. I went through that whole thing about just the organic versus the angular. Yeah. Uh, there's a cinematography. There's so much more going on than just framing the shot. Uh, I think there's. I think that for that specific category over like direction or something like that cinematography i th- i think it's i really deserves it and I, I think it would be a bad choice but i wouldn't be surprised if la la land got it just because it's la la land yeah well i get it moonlight yeah. I, I i did I, I thought that was as far as cinematography goes i kind of felt that was a very vanilla kind of you know it just it didn't it see it, no, nothing shots, nothing but, really mean, stood out is what i'm getting yeah. at no, I agree. I, I think Arrival stood out much more. And yeah. ignoring the science fiction, whatever, just the cinematography itself. I thought it was it re- really ha- the cinematography was almost a character in the film, and it really it right. the story was told partly through the cinematography. I really feel that way about that. So um, then it's up for original score, eh. and it's also up against Passengers, Moonlight, Jackie, and La La Land. We all know La La Land is winning that. Yeah, that's the only one it should have been nominated for. Yeah. Um, um, I think that's it. Think no, it's, it's up, also should, adapted screenplay. Oh, that's right. It's up for six. That's the sixth one, adapted. Uh, yeah. What else is uh, up for adapted? Let me get to that category. Arrival. Here we go. Fences. Fences. Kid Figures and Moonlight. Um. Well... I wouldn't be surprised if it did win adapted, but I'd be more surprised if Fences didn't win. Exactly. I agree with you there, too. Wow. I think Fences is the shoe-in. Yeah, I think it uh, is, not, and, not I think, and I think if it doesn't, it goes to Lion. I don't think any of the other three films 
would even be on par. Uh, Arrival, really, a science fiction film. It's, you know, it's it's just a bias that's going to stick. Yeah. Um, the only the only way the Exorcist got around that is because the re- religion was involved, mm. as far as being genre, not science fiction horror. Right, obviously, right. no, I get it. Uh, Hidden Figures, I, I don't I don't think it was Oscar worthy screenplay. Uh, it was not bad. Subject and matter might, you know, garner a little more pushing attention. Pushing it a bit more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, again, as far as writing screenplays, I told you, if it's a historical film, ten times more likely to sell it. It's just the fucking screenplay. Well, yeah. If you enter screenwriting contests, look at whoever wins the grand prize. It's always, 98% of the time, historical-based film. People love that shit. It's just a bias, yeah. Again, it's like if, if, the... if you're up for the best costume design, like for your film for the Oscar, if you have a period piece, you automatically are pushed yeah. to the top. Even if it's historical fiction, it's still... Well, here, what's up for costume design? Let me see if I can back up my claim. Oh, it's, it's obvious, yeah. No, I'm with you on that one. Costume design? Let's see. Costume I lost design. that page. Makeup and hairstyling, foreign language... Editing, documentary, come on. Directing. Here we go. Costume design. Uh, Allied, period piece. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, period piece. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm not finding this on my list. I'll read them to you then. Hold on. No, no, no. Oh, here it is. I got it. Right. Allied, Fantastic Beasts. Floris Foster Jenkins, period. Actually, everything's a period piece except for La La Land. Which is just an homage to a period piece. Right. So, I mean, it's really up for grabs. They're all period pieces. But which one has the best costumes? And I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Fantastic Beasts because it's early really? 20th century. It's early 20th century. But it's also fantasy. Um, <laughs> yeah, but the, I, co- I, but the costumes are, are you know, they're early 20th century. That's going to stay consistent. But, but they're consistent. stylized and they're fantasy. They're not, like, they're not made to be real. Honestly, I, I, I think authenticism is what where the bias goes. I personally think it's a tie between Florence Foster Jenkins and Jackie. Uh, I was actually going to say Fantastic Beasts or Floris Foster, uh, Floris Foster Jenkins. All right, then we... Jackie we, is well, technically a period piece, but it's the 60s. But it's also... Big fucking deal. It, but it's it's Jackie. <laughs> Jackie O. Yeah. Um Jackie Gold. <laughs> but it's it's there's definitely I mean again it's I I didn't care for the film. It's cuz it I thought it was boring and long-winded. Uh but I don't I'm not against it being nominated for an Oscar. No, I'm fine with it. I understand. Yeah, I mean, so again, so far we're we're almost to the last one, and the only one I've disagreed with is La La Land. Yeah, and we kind of knew that going in, and it's not like we went in yeah. wanting to hate it, uh, wanting to hate it. I, I did want to try and like it. I'm I want to watch A- all after, the best pictures after the opening on the highway with the dancing on the highway. Then I wanted to hate it. <laughs> but it, but the, but La La Land drew first blood. That's what's important. Yeah, um, <laughs> I didn't draw first blood. They draw first blood. Exactly. Uh, anyway, it's rated anyway. 8.0 on IMDb. Uh, I personally wouldn't give it an 8. Um, I can recognize it's a well-made film and go 7. I, I would say 7, I, too. I don't think I would go lower, and I definitely wouldn't go higher. 7. 7 it is. Uh, I'm almost not even concerned about the demographics here. Uh, highest demographic is females under 18. Which is weird. 
this is very male or well the mother thing and then uh yes, the yeah. lowest demographic is males over 45 uh-huh. <laughs> because you know the mother thing <laughs> Uh, mm. And fucking IMDb staff are all whores. Well, se- yeah. se- seven IMDb staff, and it's got an average eight point two. Top one thousand voters, uh, six point eight. Fucking did film snobs. Did not and, care. And 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 white males. I'm just saying. Yeah, older white males. They're angry. Yeah. What? Well, they're like me. They don't like India. Is that what it is? Go back to your own country. Right. No, no, not go back to your own country. I, I think they should all flee here and live with wealthy Australian parents. Holy shit, did you see those scenes in Calcutta? Yes. Fucking no. Don't go back there. Stay here. We're, it's nice here. No. <laughs> Just become a citizen and pay taxes. Yeah, well, I, not, I don't even care about that. I'm not, I'm not I, a I'm fucking joking. Trump voter. Just I'm, I'm come joking. on over. I'm just I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a Trump voter either. I know I, I didn't I wasn't implying that, sir. Yeah, anyway, thank you for listening to this show where we reviewed Lion. Yeah, I guess I should have some ending music here. My tablet is about to die, so the fuck's that about? I I plugged it in to charge it, and I forgot that I unplugged the power strip because it was making a buzzing noise, and I didn't want it to burn my house down. So I thought it's been charging for the last day, and it hasn't been charging at all. So I've got three percent battery life. So we're gonna try and end the show. You, uh, with you know, some you know what made this what made this film better? What's that? If if he had been lost off the train, but then went, wandered off into the desert and was raised by a pack of lions, and so when he's adopted, he's like a lion boy. A lion boy, isn't that called uh, the Jungle Book? Yeah, something like the Jungle Book. Yeah, <laughs> but, but but in the Jungle Book, he was raised by a bear with a coconut on his face. Yeah, well. I mean, I'm, I'm saying, know, I'm saying in, in a orangutan with a coconut on his No, he was making fun of the... All right. But um, they were that way. Yeah. And so, but I'm talking about being raised by lions, because then he's lion. Lion. And he doesn't try to find his mother. He tries to find the original lion pack. Ah, I see. I get it now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And at the end, when he reunited, they tear him apart and eat him. Ooh, cool. Then we could do, like, a life of pie tie-in with the tiger and all that. <laughs> it'll, it'll end like Grizzly. Grizzly Man. Grizzly. <laughs> anyway. As the camera goes dark, we just hear the audio. Like, but mother! <laughs> Mum! Uh, as always, thank you for joining us for yet another episode of Movie Sucktastic. Uh, episode 236? I want to say 236. Sure. Yeah, I think so. Uh, <laughs> we've been doing so many of these. Uh, go to our website at moviesucktastic.com, download the show there, listen to the show there, or tune in live every Thursday at 8 o'clock and join us in doing the show. Uh, you can go to Including our, live this Sunday. That's right, for the Oscars. For the live Oscar coverage. That's right, baby. Three hours uh, of us. But here's the good thing. The we're Skyping it, so we can go to bed as soon as we're done. Yeah, it'll be good. <laughs> it'll be the first time we're skyping it yeah that's true it'll, it'll be, be good first. it'll be good it'll be good not that i'm saying we should do it every year i do like getting together but uh well, my schedule's so tight I'm, i i i almost didn't wasn't able to do it so the fact that we're actually able to do it is a blessing yeah, in itself it's so. cool uh go to itunes uh download the show there listen to the show there leave a review if you go we always appreciate it 
Go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash moviesucktastic. Everything we talk about from when the show goes live, trailers, movie news, to what we're doing, it's all on the Facebook page. You can also uh, leave us an email, which I got a whole bunch of those the other day. Um, nothing in them, though, so I think a bot found it. <laughs> which is always fun. What, what does the bot want us to review? We'll do it. Uh, nothing. It doesn't want us to review anything. It just sent a bunch that. of blank ones. We did that last month. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, we do have an email to read next episode. Uh huh. And and also we're going to be doing when we come back from doing all this, we're going to be doing some uh, listener uh, requests too. Yes. Yes. We have an so, email. So stay yep. tuned for that. March is probably going to be mostly listener requests. Yeah, I, th- I think it'll be good to ease in back into the show after this huge Oscar coverage we did. Um. So, oh, real quick, if you. If you can, watch Nocturnal Animals, because while we're prepping for the show, because we always go live about 15, 20 minutes early, we can uh, talk a little bit about Nocturnal Animals. Kind of give that uh, Definitely, in, it's in, one of the films I want to try to squeeze in an informal whenever review. I have the time, which might not be ever, but... Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, finally, uh, you can leave us email at themovieguysatmoviesucktastic.com. If you want to leave us voicemail, it's 908-514-4470. And uh, download the free Android app for your phone uh, or tablet or whatever you're using Android-wise, and everything I said is in that. Before the music fades out, do you have any words of wisdom? Meow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'm lost! Uh, stop, you're scaring me. Meow. <laughs>